Thank you for listening to our New Life Christian Center podcast. Stay tuned after the sermon for more ways to connect with us. Well, you can see that Tracy is still up here. I have struggled, and her and I have talked. God gave me what I was supposed to teach about more than six weeks ago before Amber's situation started. And I've sent it to Jeremy at least three, if not at least three times. Each time I've changed it because it's just a hard message to preach about how not to be in control. And so this morning we're driving out here and I could tell, you know, sometimes when you're with somebody and you know them, you can tell when God's really dealing with them and when they have something, especially with Tracy, because she's like, she's like just, just extra gracious. I mean, she really is in her regular life. She never talks in sureties like I do. She, she talks in maybes all the time, and well, what would you think, and how about this? It's hard to answer her questions because there are like three of them inside of it, and, and, you know, I'm trying to process. And so we're driving. We just pulled out on the highway this morning, and Tracy turns to me in the car, and she says, I think I'm supposed to preach this morning. That's unusual for him, for her. Normally, I have to kind of coax her a little bit. And so I'm sure she's heard God's voice for us. And she hates it when I give commercials like this. But Tracy and I can't do ministry apart because it's not successful. I need her strengths. I'm hoping she needs mine or at least tolerates them. And so I just want you, come on up, honey. I just want you to know that when Tracy speaks... She speaks as a pastor of this church. She's not trying to be what I'm not. She's trying to be what God's asked her to be. And for those of you who are not wired like me, who, if you're wired like me, it's ready, shoot, aim. Okay? I am ready to go. If you're wired like Tracy, it's aim, 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 aim. Ready? Nope. Aim. 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 In between the aims is praying. Oh, that's right. Well, okay. Aim is praying. Yeah. And in between that is praying. And then it happens. It's time to shoot. This is that day. Let's pray. Father, thank you for my precious wife and for how you move through her, how you move in her. How, Father, you've created her to be that helpmate, the one called alongside to help, Father. And how that she has what you've given her because of what I don't have, or even what I refuse. So, Father, bless us through these words in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So, I came to church today with no notes, not planning on preaching until um, we pulled out on to the highway and... God just wouldn't leave me alone, and it's like, Lord, I, don't, I haven't even put notes together. I don't even know the scriptures. I know what's on the inside of me. I know how I've been praying for this body, but um, that's all I have. And so he let the cat out of the bag, so I'm telling you that I'm here without my Bible. I have my electronic Bible, which I always preach from my paper Bible and study from my paper Bible at home. Not your Bible. Your Bible's just not as good as mine. Sorry. 
<laughs> and um, so um, after I, when I got to church, I found some scriptures to show you what's on the inside of me. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you this morning, and Father, I just stand in awe of who you are. I, it is just so amazing, the provision that you provided, how your perception and how you think of things is so different than our human understanding. And I just thank you. I thank you for giving us Jesus. I thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. I thank you for giving us the Word of God. I thank you that, that you desire, you desire to spend time with us, to love us, that you have provided everything that any of us need, Father God. And Father, I just ask in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of your spirit, I ask that today that you would set on fire every heart that is here in this building in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you anointed Jesus, you anointed the word of God, that you flow in the authority, that you never speak anything but what you hear the Father say. And I thank you for anointing hearts here today, anointing them and baptizing them with fire, causing their hearts to be open in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you that they will hear your voice, that you will speak to them and that you will direct them and that you will guide them and you will comfort them, Father God. I thank you for opening the scriptures to their understanding today, causing the, the scriptures to burn within their their hearts to give them that solid foundation that says yes I can trust my God my God is more than enough he will never fail me he never leaves me nor forsakes me but God Almighty has provided everything that we need Father God I just thank you for that, I believe with all of my heart that your anointing is on the power of the word, that the word will go forth today and it will not return void, but it will accomplish that which you sent it for, Father God, that it will establish these people with you, Father God. It will establish them in your love, in your truth, and in your peace, and in your joy, Father God, that they will know the power that resides on the inside of them to be able to walk where you've called them to walk, to take this world for you, to be the salt and the light unto this world, Father God. I thank you. I thank you for your message, and I surrender to you, and I trust you that out of my bellies will flow rivers of living water, and that would be you, Father God. That would be your anointing, your power, your life, Father God. It is you and you alone that is life. This world has nothing to offer in Jesus' name. Amen. I guess I turned around. Oh, kids, you may go with who? With Melinda. Ah, yes, with Melinda, age uh, three-year-olds through first grade. That's okay. And there will be no Sunday school next Sunday or the first Sunday. Uh, January 1st, okay? We will have church at 10 o'clock, but we will not have Sunday school. So today I want to talk to you about living from three different areas of our lives. We are made 
a three-part person. We, have, we are a spirit, we are a soul, and we have a body, our flesh. And as we, and we're always living from one of those areas in our, in our life, okay? Our spirit man, when we gave our life to Christ, our spirit man is just like Jesus, And that's where the life of God is. That's where the power of God is. That's where our inheritance is. Everything that that Jesus provided for us on the cross is living in our spirit man. Our spirit man is whole. Our spirit man is, is full of life, okay? Our soul area is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And that's, sometimes we live from that. Our emotions, you know, my emotions in the last couple months has been extremely high. If you say boo to me, I may cry. (laughs) It just, you know, that's just where it is. But then if I don't want to live from my emotions, I... you're going to have emotions and sometimes when life may be a little bit on the difficult side those emotions are pretty high but I don't have to make decisions from those emotions I don't have to allow those emotions to dictate who I am or the decisions that I'm going to make I haven't been able to get control over those emotions all the time. I try to, and I try to keep them at bay, but for some reasons, they just kind of still will, will come up in me, and sometimes I just have to have a good cry, and, um, but I refuse to allow those emotions to dictate the direction I'm going in my life or the decisions I'm going to make in my life or how I see my father, okay? And, and we all have those choices, regardless of what you're going through. The, the, we all have these choices, and we all live from one area or the other. The other is our flesh, our physical part. And our, our flesh is really in tune with our five senses, okay? With our taste, smell, hear, uh, feel, t- um, you know, we're really in tune with what we see, with what we hear, with what we taste, with what we smell. That's, that's what our flesh is in tune with. And, that, and that's the direction that our flesh wants to go. So if we don't want to live our life on a roller coaster and go like this and be up and down and all over the place, we have to refuse to make decisions from our flesh or to live from our flesh. Because if we, if we do do that, then, then you're going to ride the roller coaster that the enemy wants you to ride. And, you know, we don't always get to have control over what happens to us in life, right? I mean, sometimes things happen to us and we, we get to deal with what's, with what's happened to us in our life. Well, I want, and I've been telling God this for the last four years, is I'm I'm tired of living my life as a natural man. When I look into the word of God, I can see that we're, we are called and ordained and provided by God to live in the supernatural, to live as a supernatural man. When the world looks at us, they should, we should look different. They should, they should look at us and say, what do you have that I don't have? 
right? Because I, and so, and that doesn't mean that, that they look at us and that we never have any problems, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they should be able to look at us and see a life source coming out of us, a power and a strength that is different than what they have because they don't have it. And so if we want the world to see Jesus and we want, we want to be able to re- release the life of God, we have to learn how to live and make decisions from our spirit man. And instead of making our decisions from our fleshly man, and I think that when I come up here, Glenn's, Glenn's godly man is over here. And for some reason, I put my godly man over here. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I'm backwards. <laughs> but whichever side that your uh, fleshly man is on and whichever side your godly man's on, go to the godly man, okay? Go to the spirit man. So anyway, let's, uh, one of the scriptures that I have been praying over this body, over our family for Oh, probably the last three years, and it is so dear to my heart, is Ephesians. And it's Paul's prayer. Let's look at Ephesians 1. Sometimes I go so fast that the soundboard says slow down so they can get to their scriptures. Well, since I don't have my Bible and I have to go this way, he'll probably beat me there. Ephesians 1, and I want to look at verse 18. So Paul is praying here that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What Paul is praying there is he's praying that the eyes of your heart, of your understanding, would be opened. He's, he's praying for the Holy Spirit to come and to minister to your heart and to open the scriptures to your heart so that you would understand it in a way that you're not just quoting the scripture and saying, I believe this, but not having it manifested in your own life. When we want, we want to, what God has provided, God, God has provided a lot for us. And his desire and his plan is for that to be manifested in our life. Not for us just to say, oh yes, we believe the full gospel of the word of God. And we believe that God's provided all of this. But if we never, if we never learn how to, to access that, to receive it, and to allow it to be a part of our life... We're no different than the Christians that don't believe that all of that, that everything is provided for us. And I, I'll tell you, God has really convicted me that, that I, I have been okay living there. And, the, you know, in the last four years, God just started speaking to me. And, and he was saying to me, you know, you, you, you need to remember, okay, the word of God says that we hear his voice. And a voice of a stranger, we will not follow, right? I get lots of people that say, I just can't hear God's voice. Okay, so I, 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 I love you all, right? Okay, so I want you to hear what the spirit of God is saying. 
Do not take any of this as condemnation and do not feel guilty. But keep your heart open to what the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about today, okay? So God is always speaking to us right? But if we're not sensitive and, and trying to keep our hearts open and listening, have you, did you ever, as parents, did you ever say to your kids, um, are you listening to me? And sometimes they will say, yeah, they're listening, but you know, they're listening, but they're not hearing you. See, sometimes we're that way with the father because he's always... Uh, this is a picture that I want you to think of with the Father, is that he loves you so passionately that he is chasing you down and he is trying to get you to hear exactly what he's trying to say. He's trying to guide you. He's trying to comfort you. But if you're not in tune and you're not listening and trying to hear what he has to say, you're so busy about your own, your own schedule, your own business, that you're not hearing him. And he's saying to you, be still and know that I am God. Okay? That means I have to quiet myself. That means, okay... If I'm going to live for my spirit man and not live from my emotions and not live from, from my fleshly, what my flesh is in tune to, what it can see, taste, smell, and, and hear of what's going on, I got to quiet myself and I got to connect to God in my spirit. I got to go back to my spirit man. When the Bible says, don't walk in the flesh, walk in the spirit. Okay. That means I get to make a choice. Do I believe that my spirit man really looks like Jesus? Do I believe that I really am a brand new created being in my spirit? Do I really believe that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in me and is quickening my mortal body? See, see, I can quote scriptures, but if and that's great. That's the beginning of it. But if I'm not listening and I'm not turning to that source, that power that says, yes, I do believe that. See, sometimes I will say to God, yes, God, I believe that. And he says to me, Tracy, your actions are not showing it. And I'm like, you're right. I'm over here in fear and worry and I'm being tormented you know, by my thoughts, I'm anxious. See that, remember when the Spirit of God said to this body, pay attention to the small details. Those are the small details that God wants us to pay attention to. When we know what the Word says, but our heart's not responding that way, our heart's not peaceful. You can have peace in the storm. You can have joy in the storm. You can have strength in the storm, but you can't have it if you're living from your flesh, if you're living from your human wisdom, your understanding, you know, if you're living by what you can see, taste, smell, touch, you're, you're not going to get it. But you can have it. It is yours. You already have it. But you see, we have to go over here and we have to stand and look into the spirit. Remember that, that God, God is always speaking to us and that we hear his voice. 
So I always tell people when they say, I can't hear God, is then you, either we believe that God is a God that never lies and that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what we see in his word, is it true? Yes, it is true. It is, we get to make that choice. Okay, if I truly believe that, then I believe I'm hearing his voice. I'm not denying the facts. I'm over here living for my spirit man. And my spirit man is one with Jesus. My spirit man is in tune with the word of God. My spirit man, you know, is, has the Holy Spirit living there. There is power and there is life that is residing on the, on, uh, in each and every one of us who have given our life to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We make the choice if we're going to live from that life, from that living water. And the way we do that is that we pay attention to, to what what's in our hearts because so many times people want to connect to God with their intellect okay and what I'm saying there is we open our Bibles up and we learn about God and we see the scriptures and we go away and we live our life for ourselves making our own decisions and then when things happen to us we we try to quote the scriptures, but we're still over in the flesh. We're starting in the flesh. And what I'm, what I'm talking about is starting in the spirit. And that is nothing more than the position of your heart. And the position of your heart says, okay, God is saying this. Satan is saying this. According to the word of God, God cannot lie. He's He's, he's my everything. He has provided everything for me. And according to the word of God, Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. And there's no truth to be found in him. So which one are you going to believe? You get to make that choice. Well, this one really screams loud over here. You know, I just, I keep hearing, I keep hearing the world say, and I, and I see in my, in my mind, it's not going the way I want it to go, or the way that I think that, that God has said that it should go. See, I'm over here living in my flesh, and God is saying, don't live there. Don't make your decisions there. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't flourish there. But sometimes we try to live our Christianity from our fleshly man. Now, let's turn to John, and I want you to look at John 15. And let's look at verse 5, John 15, verse 5. Jesus says, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I started asking the Spirit of God years ago, what do you mean I can do nothing? And how in the world do I stay connected to the branch and live a life, you know, I got to work, I got to raise my kids, I got to cook, I got to wash. And, and it was like, what, what are you trying to tell me? 
And this is what the Spirit of God is showing me, is that apart from me, you can do nothing. What he is saying is, if you want to live over here in your flesh, and, and you want to try your best to live a Christian life, you can do nothing. You cannot do it. You cannot produce supernatural fruit when you're living in your flesh and you're trying to make decisions in your flesh when you're trying. So I'll give you an example. How many of you, when you first got saved and you saw that the Bible said to lay hands on the sick and they will recover, so you went running around laying hands on the sick and praying for them, you know, believing that they would recover, but you didn't really see much fruit there, right? So what do you do? You kind of back away and say, well, I know that's true. I just don't know, you know, and maybe we need to pray more. Maybe we need to fast more. Maybe we need to do this or that. What did we do? We, we kept it over in the flesh because we kept saying, well, maybe we need to do this or maybe we need to do more prayer or maybe, you know, so what is that? That's about works, isn't it? It's about what we do. It's not about what Jesus did. And so, you know, we took ourselves out from underneath grace and we stayed over underneath the law and we, li- and we tried to produce a spiritual fruit from our, from our fleshly body, from our fleshly understanding. So if I Uh, You know, and what I have been doing for quite a few years now is, okay, God, I want that revelation. I want it so strong on the inside of me. Holy Spirit, I want you to minister this truth to me because I want to be so aware when I'm over here in my flesh trying to produce a spiritual fruit, I want you to show me. I want to be quick to, to recognize and to understand that, wait a minute, I'm standing in the wrong area. My heart is positioned in the wrong area. And so in, in asking the Holy Spirit to give me that, that wisdom, to give me that understanding, he is so amazing to do what, he, what we ask him to do. And he's been showing me. Now, do I always stay over in the Spirit? No. I'm sorry, I have not arrived. I still struggle. I still have it. But you know what? I've learned to be so much quicker to recognize when I'm over here in my flesh trying to produce a spiritual fruit from my flesh. And I hear this scripture from John, uh, John 15, 5. is that I can do nothing, 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 nothing from my fleshly man. So what do I do when I realize that I'm over in that area? Is I go back to the spirit. And I say, okay, you speak to me in my heart, not in my mind, right? So You know, so many people sometimes will say, well, how do I know if it's God speaking or how do I know, you know, whether it's me that is, that is, you know, made this up or, or whatever. Okay. You know, whether it's God or whether, or whether it's your wisdom is by where is he speaking? Because he speaks to your heart. Today, I had no intentions on preaching when, when we pulled out of the yard and I just knew that if I wasn't willing to surrender to God and to say, okay, God, you know, I have been saying to him over here, yes, God, you can use me however you want to use me. I'm yours. My life is yours to do with whatever. But, oh, 
only if I'm comfortable with it, only if it lines up with what I would agree with. Well, I had a choice this morning. Am I going to listen to that voice and step out where I'm uncomfortable, step out and trust him and rely fully on him, or am I going to stay over here? Well, I want supernatural fruit. I want to live. I have told him I will live from there. So I turned to my husband and I said, okay, I, I think I am supposed to give this message today. And so here we are. I am believing that as I give this message that the Holy Spirit is, is opening up all of our hearts and giving us understanding in a deeper, more intimate level than we've ever experienced before. Because that's what he says that he does. That's what he says that he will do for each and every one of us. And so I, I'm, I'm willing to be crazy for Jesus. Okay? So the other thing that I want you to, to look at is let's turn to Galatians chapter 2. And let's look at verse 20. Galatians 2, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave me and gave himself for me. See, I'm going to live in the... Oh, wait a second. I got to change translations here because I really like the translation in the King James. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, that I now live here in earth, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Did you get it? By, I live by the faith of Jesus. Do I believe that Jesus' faith is in me? Do you believe that Jesus' faith is in you? If you believe that, that we're to live our life from Jesus' faith, by his faith, number one, I have to be connected to his faith, don't I? If, I, if I'm going to trust in his faith, then I have to connect to his faith. So standing over here in my flesh and deciding what direction and how I want God to fix the problem, I'm doing nothing more than, than working in Tracy's faith. And Tracy's faith didn't create the world, did it? Tracy's faith didn't, didn't come and set the captives free. Jesus' faith came and set the captives free. So if his faith is living on the inside of us in our spirit man, then it, is it not important that we go to and turn to, towards our spirit man to see what God's perspective is on the situation and how he wants us to walk it out, how he wants us to pray about it? When I connect to his faith, am I worried that his faith is not going to work? Not at all. That changed for me big time because I used to think, 
I had to build my own faith. And I love, I, I heard a, an interview from Smith Wiggle, or no, from uh, Reinhard Bonnke. And an American was interviewing him. And I always thought, I always wondered this same question that they asked. But they asked him, they said, so why is it that people come, multitudes come to your services? They've never even heard of Jesus. They hear of Jesus and the dead are raised. The people are healed in multitudes. And I, and I always wondered the same thing is why why don't we see that in America? And this, this, uh, inter- the person interviewing him asked him that and said, why is it? And then she said, is it because we just don't have enough faith? And he looked at that person interviewing him and he said, only Americans think there's levels of faith. He said, no other country thinks that. They trust in Jesus. Where we got it, I don't know. But how many times in our own life do we think, i got to build my faith. I need to do this. I need to do that. See, I know when I'm trying to build my own faith, when I'm trying to get God to move, God's already moved, right? It says that when he died on the cross, he provided everything that we need for life and for godliness. Do you believe it? If you, if you believe it, then worry and anxiety and fear shouldn't be a part of our life because we're over here living from our spirit man. And we know that we already have it. We know that life source is there. Is that making sense to everybody? That's when the Bible talks about out of your, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. His very life comes... You, my, my favorite thing anymore is, okay, God, I'm back again, and I need more life. Remind me again the things, you know, that you, that you really are more than enough. See, we say God is more than enough, but when we're over here trying to do things to get God to move or to fix things, how many of us want to fix something and we can't fix it? But there's a rest over in the spirit man. There's a rest when we're connected to the life. And, and there's, that, there's that confidence and the security that, yes, God, you are who you say you are. Well, maybe over here in your flesh, you're like, but wait a minute. This is what it looks like. This is what's happening in the natural. Which person are we going to believe? Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, they were provided with everything. We, when we read that, we look at that and we think, how could you screw up? Well, they listened to the serpent and they believed they were missing something, didn't they? What happens when you're over in your flesh? Do you believe you're lacking something, that you're missing something, that something's not there? But when you're over here eating from the tree of life and you're letting that life come into you 
And you're looking at, this is who I truly am. See, in the Ephesians prayer, Paul is praying that they will know their God, that they will know him by experience. He's also praying that they will know their inheritance, that they'll know who they are. See, your inheritance is everything that's in your spirit, man, that God, that Jesus provided for you. He provided for life and for godliness. He provided for you to be a more than an overcomer. He provided for you to be able to walk in healing, to walk in provision, to walk in strength, to walk in joy. He provided for you to take to the world Jesus. But we can't take Jesus to the world from our fleshly man because according to John 15, 5, it says that I can do nothing apart. I've got to abide. And that abiding, people of God, is not just happen when you give your life to Christ. It's continually. It's, it's that renewing of your mind that says, okay, this is what you say in your word of God. But when I see that maybe my heart is troubled, maybe my heart's not peaceful, it's anxious or worried or whatever, then I know that my heart hasn't grasped that truth. And so I say, okay, Holy Spirit, I see it. I acknowledge what you're trying to show me here. I need a deeper understanding. I need to know who my God is. I need to know the power that resides on the inside of me that you've, that you've given me to live from, that you've given me to release to the world so the world can know you. I want to be different than the world. I want to see the power of God flow in each and every one of our lives. That wherever we go, people can see Jesus on the inside of us. That we are the light and we are salt. We make people thirsty for Jesus to have a more deeper, intimate relationship with him. You know, the Holy Spirit, let's turn there, John 16 And let's look at verses 7 through 11. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus talking. It is to your advantage that I go away. And if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come... He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And I used to think that when I, when I was praying for people, I would, be, I would be praying about their sin and asking God, you know, show them, you know, that, that this isn't right. Show them their sin. And when I realized that the Holy Spirit come to convict us of sin, but he's come to convict us of the, of the sin of not trusting him and believing him. Let's look at it. Be, of sin because they do not believe me. Do I, do I believe the Father? Well, I say I do, but sometimes my actions over here aren't showing it. Sometimes my heart is not believing it. See, we, we answer God with, yes, I believe it from our head. I want you to start answering God on whether you believe something from your heart. 
Because when you believe it from your heart, your heart is peaceful. Your heart's at rest. Your heart is joyful. Now, in telling you that, I don't want you to be condemned and feel guilty of that, okay? I want you to say, oh, thank you, Father God, for showing that to me. And turn and live from the life source that's in you. The spirit of man, the, the, the Holy Spirit, the, um, in, in your spirit man, Jesus, everything that he's provided. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. See, we have to live from Jesus' righteousness, what he provided, not on what I do. I don't know, I, I, I can't count how many times I've turned to my husband the last couple months and said, I did it again. You know, forgive me. You know, I, 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 I step back over here of, of trusting in my flesh, of trusting in what I can see, what I can hear, what I can taste. I don't want to live there. God didn't design for us to live there. So I go back over, and I surrender. Do I beat myself up? Nope, I don't. Because I see that as a growing process of me maturing. When, we, when we're training our children, when they're little, I don't expect them to do everything perfect. I keep, I keep lovingly, as long as they are trying, you keep lovingly try to encourage them to keep doing what you've asked them to do and that's what that's the way the holy spirit is with us he's like i love you so much i want you to get this but see i think that i was kind of a know-it-all i thought because i could i had scriptures and i and i could prove my point with my scriptures that it should work and see god said you never connected to the source And I went, ah, I didn't connect to the source, to the life and to the power that he's given each and every one of us. There is a difference. But, and it, it's become such a revelation to me. And it started back two years ago when God said to this body, pay attention. That means... We have to be aware, don't we? We have to be aware of what's in our heart and, and the source. You know, if, if I'm mad and angry all the time or being judging and critical all the time, that, that makes my heart hard. And that, that's not, it's not going to be soft and tender that I can hear the voice of my Heavenly Father. And so, I don't want it anymore. I don't care who's right, who's wrong. What I really care about is, what is your perception, God? What are you saying? Another thing, if we're a citizen of heaven, which the scripture says we are, we're living in heaven right now. We can get his, his perspective on everything. When I'm living for my spirit man, I see things differently. 
But when I step over here, fear tries to grab a hold of me and tries to change and say, you know what, 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 what God said, he's a liar. Why do you believe him more than you do your heavenly father? The one who created this world, that spoke this world into existence. I'll tell you why. Because we don't have a bigger picture of who our God is. And, and we're looking at the situation and it's like, you can't figure out yourself how he's going to fix it. So it must be impossible. Or maybe the world can't fix it and doesn't have any avenues to fix it. So maybe that's impossible. Sorry, that's the liar. He's the father of all lies. Because God says over here, no, nothing is impossible with me. With me. Connected to that life source. It's not, it's not just because he's living on the inside of us. You get to make the choice. Are you going to connect over here to the life source? Or are you going to live over here in your natural man and try to produce spiritual things from your natural man? The word of God says, no, that doesn't work that way. It, you can't do it. But you can connect to who God is. You can connect to your life, the very life that's living on the inside of you. And you can drink from that and say, okay. And you know what's so cool about God? is that you don't have to get to a certain level for that flow to start. You don't have to clean up your life and be and have so many scriptures memorized that it will start to flow. All you have to do is to get over and say, here I am, start teaching me. Open my heart. Do you know that, that you know, most people, when they're believing for healing, they will, they will have a lot of healing scriptures memorized. And that's great that you know that. But now it's time to connect to the life source of who God is, of his power, of his life, and allow that to flow through us, to flow in us, to quicken our mortal bodies to divine healing. See, that's how it works. God, God is so different than human wisdom and human understanding. So different. And when I try to figure out God and, and try to, to, to understand even more, when I try it with my brain, it just doesn't work. I put limits on him, and so do you. But when I open my heart up and I just say, I, I want to understand you, Holy Spirit. You, you gave us the Holy Spirit. You gave, you know, God gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us, to tell us things to come. He told us things to come about the political arena. He said, I'm going to be exposing the darkness. And you know what's interesting is that even though God said that, there, there was a time in my life that I was so focused on gathering all the information and seeing everything that they were doing wrong and, and everything that was coming to light, and fear and anxiety grabbed my heart, and impossibility grabbed my heart. And it was like, there's no way, God, that this can ever be fixed. Well, it's not when you look in the natural. But can you trust God? Because And take your focus off 
of what's going on in the world, off of your circumstances. And yes, I do understand that is hard. But I'll tell you something. When God told Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree of, of, of good and evil, of knowledge, each time that we go to the world and we eat their information, that's the tree you're eating from. And for me, it stole my peace. It made me angry. It made me hopeless because, you know, I was, I was angry at what was going on. And God said to me, he said, you know, he said, you can come over here and I will teach you how to pray and I'll show you how to pray and I'll even show you how to pray for things before it ever has happened. But see, if we live over here, we can't pray about things until we gather the information, right? Because we're waiting on the world to give us the information. Let's don't live there, people of God. God has a plan for this world. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. And his plan is a good plan for each and every one of us. And regardless in this world what we're going to face, regardless of what we're going to face, he's still God. He still created you to be an overcomer. Jesus still went to the cross for you to overcome. Does that mean that everything's going to be easy? No, that isn't what it means at all. But, that, but what it does mean is you can live from a life source and a life and a power and a security and a peace and a confidence that says that my God is greater than anything I face and I will be okay. I can go forth in his life and his power and his strength and I can trust him through it and I can still make a difference in the world. It doesn't matter. Laws are not going to change people's hearts. Only Jesus changes people's hearts. Are we showing the world Jesus? Or are we really about that it's got to be our way or, you know, about who's right and who's wrong? I don't care who's right, who's wrong. What I care about is, God, what are you saying? What, what do you have me to do? How do you have me to pray? And what is my next step? And see, that, that's where we can change the world. Because why? Because we're going in the power and the life and the strength of who our God is. We're able to release him into every situation. So if you're a citizen of heaven and you're an ambassador of Christ, that means that you're living here on earth even though you're a citizen of heaven, but you're living from a completely, completely different set of rules, aren't you? And those rules that, 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 you, that govern your life are heaven's rules and not the United States rules. But see, if you buy that, wait a minute, they're taking all of this from me. They're doing all of this. And they're... Then, then we're over here, powerless. But if we step over to our spirit man and we listen and we remind ourselves, wait a minute here, I'm a citizen of heaven and I am proud of it and I'm an ambassador. That means I'm going to live from heaven's rules and I'm going to reign here on earth and no matter what kind of laws that they want to pass, no matter what they say to me, they can never take my freedom. 
they can never take away what Christ bought for me. And I will go forward and I will do what you've called me to do and I will preach what you call me to preach and I will pray what you call me to pray and I will touch the lives and, and spread the gospel because the gospel will change people's hearts. Jesus will change people's hearts. But you can't, people of God, you cannot, you cannot live in the very life and the power that is provided for you and the freedom that's provided for you from your flesh. You can only live that freedom and that power from your spirit man. And that's what it's about today, is living from our spirit man and being able to recognize, I have a choice. And my choice is to live from my spirit man. And don't get discouraged if, if you're like, oh my gosh, I am so far off. I've, I've, I've tried to produce my spiritual fruit from my fleshly man. Don't get discouraged and don't say, okay, I've got to do this. The only thing that you have to do is you have to surrender and say, you know what, God? I see it. I see it now more than I've ever seen it before. I see that you want me to live for my spirit man. Help me, teach me, guide me. You're my teacher and lead me through this. I've surrendered and here I am. And let's, let's start this journey. And that's, that's what's so awesome about God. Doesn't matter how old we are. Doesn't matter how much we've messed up. God loves us and he's pursuing us. And he is saying, I have so much more for you that you can walk in the fullness of what I've provided for you. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word that's gone forth. And Father God, we declare right now that we make a choice to live from our spirit man. And we refuse, we refuse to live from our fleshly man. And Father God, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of your spirit that you would cause each and every one of us to be so sensitive, so sensitive to you, to your voice, to your leading, to your guidance, that each time we step over into our flesh, that, that we would hear you and we would quickly turn and, and surrender to the Spirit of God. Father, we will never judge you as unfaithful. We'll never judge you as that, that you have not provided for us. We know that you've provided everything that, that we need to be able to live this life here on earth, to live a godly life, to live a powerful life, to live an overcoming life, to live a victorious life. And so, Father, we ask you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would give us that understanding in our hearts, that you would just keep opening the scriptures to our understanding and causing them to burn within our hearts, and that we would declare and that we would speak forth your word, your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives, in this church, church body, and in the world, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening. To subscribe to our podcast, search New Life Eckley in all of the major podcasting apps. Audio and video of our sermons are posted at newlifeeckley.com slash live, and you can watch sermon slices weekdays on social media. Search at New Life Eckley. Our main service is at 10 a.m. Mountain Time every Sunday. Thanks for listening.